This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Is this a situation when you're trailing by two goals where you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain and that can work in your favour on the night? When you're 3-1 down, it looks like you're already out. That means you have not, not a lot to lose, let me say like this. And um, yeah, so we will give it a try. I think that's the job we have to do and that's exactly how we will um, um, go for it, if you want. Um, it's a it's a result which showed the, the, was the result of the performances of the night. They were better than us. We were not as good as we should have been or could have been. Uh, but it's the first half of the leg. And so, yeah, that's it. You spoke also last week about creating your own atmosphere at Anfield. So what is the key to that? Oh, we have to. We have to because um, everybody now. It's not the first interview I have, obviously, today, and everybody's about um, our our comebacks in the past and was with supporters and stuff like this. That's true, uh, but that's for a lot of problems we have um, or we have we will face uh, before we have even a chance to win that game. And that's actually the the, the idea that we try to win the football game tomorrow night. Um, it's just one extra problem no supporters in the stadium. So the result is a problem, the quality of the opponent is a problem. And then obviously that the stadium is empty is a problem as well. So now you can hear me twice, that's great. Sorry, it's okay. Oh, good. Good, okay, finished, yeah. Vinny, we'll go to Summer Shoot from PLP for one, and then we'll go around. Hiya, good, nice to see you. Um, Just a quick one on Trent Alexander-Arnold, if you don't mind. Um, It's pretty clear that he's been working extra hard over over the past couple of weeks. Is that what separates the world-class players from the rest? The ability to to raise your game, raise your standards after a setback? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Actually, I'm, but, I'm always, but you always expect from each player, but um, um, I, I, look, there's a little bit of a problem for me to answer the question because it always looks like he didn't play well before. And I really don't. So we, we we don't play a brilliant season. We know that so far. But Trent had a difficult start from then from a specific moment. He played, played a really good season. Did he play exactly as good as he could have played or played in the past? Stuff like this. I don't even know one hundred percent. But then it started a discussion and I raised his game after that. He he, he um, had assists for us before that. Um, yes, it's a special situation. He reacted really well. And that's important. But it's not that he um, was in a dark place and had to lift himself out of that. Uh, he just didn't get selected for England. That was all. Okay. Thank you, Sam. We will go to uh, Ian Kennedy from the BBC and then James from TalkSport. Ian. Hi, Jürgen. Um, hi, Jürgen. You've been in this situation before, obviously, and I know other games are in the past now and people will reference the Barcelona game, for example. But is there anything that you yourself would, would go back to in terms of the run up to that game? Something maybe that you said in the dressing room before the game that can that can be useful for this game? Oh, much more than the Barcelona game is yeah, we're useful, we'll see. But we played the years ago, I don't even know when it was, but with Dortmund against Madrid, we lost at Madrid 3-0. Uh, we played not good. Madrid was clear better that night. Journalists in the German journalists asked me afterward if it's gone already, and I had to say probably. But um, what shall we do? We have to play the second leg as well. Um, so um, there was a situation after 37 minutes in the next game we were two 0 up. 
it stayed with 2-0, by the way. <laughs> um, so we didn't go through. But football is football. We all know that. And uh, there are a lot of things possible. But first and foremost, I mean, I understand that we speak now about results, obviously. But for me, it's only much more important is the performance. We have to play like ourselves. We have to play as good as we can. We have to try to win that game and just that. And then we will see what the result um where the result leads us to. So um, winning 1-0 would mean whenever we score that goal, um, we have a minute or five minutes or 10 minutes time to try to get a second goal and all these kind of things. But it's, and for that you have to really, and that's, that's really important with the quality Madrid has, <coughs> you have to defend on your absolute highest level what we didn't do uh, the other night. And that's why um, this is as important as the other as the other things. It's about winning football games always. And that's the target for tomorrow night. Um, if that will end up in a comeback or not, I have no idea, but I never had before. Uh, it's just we have to bring ourselves in a mood that we start believing in that again. If that happens, if we can see it, that it's possible until tomorrow night, then uh, we have a chance, but it's still incredibly difficult. Okay, just before we go to James from TalkSport and then Carl from the Press Association, uh, we're having a few issues, I think, with the simultaneous translation here. Uh, so apologies for that. Uh, I've noticed I've got Diego and Elias on. If, if you're able to ask your questions in, in English, even if it's it, 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 it's difficult, then if we can do that, that would be great. If not, we'll see if we can sort it out. If they understood what you said, they can ask a question in English. <laughs> Indeed, 100%, we'll believe. come to you. Uh, but we'll go to James from TalkSport first. Can you ask yeah, can we? Yeah. <laughs> Jürgen, we know that a 2-0 victory would suffice tomorrow night. And does the state of the tie affect the way you approach the game? Or from what you're saying there, you almost do have to approach it as if it's nil-nil. And how important is that clean sheet going to be? Yeah, very important. But that's actually um, not too different to other games. So you never want to concede goals. Um, and if you are really focused and on that, and so that's what we have to do. So it, we cannot, we cannot ignore defending um, in this game. The quality definitely gets punished for sure. Um, I have no idea if anybody in the world can deny Real Madrid from um, having any chances. So they beat us a week ago. Yes, we were not good. Uh, but a few days later, they beat Barcelona in a very important game as well. So they are obviously in a good moment. Um, and we have to deny that and we have to defend on our highest level and then we have to create as well. So that's it. It's um, it's nothing different really. But of course, it's, it, it feels always different. Like, yes, it's all, this game starts with nil-nil anyway. Um, but if they would go one nil up, whatever, then in a normal game, we have to score two to win it. Um, and to score one to get a point, the point wouldn't help. Two one wouldn't help. So that's the situation. We have to be one hundred percent on our absolutely top level to have a chance to make it. But um, that's possible that we are at our hundred percent. So we should try it. Okay. Thank you. We go to Carl Markham, and then we're going to try Diego and uh, Elias. But we'll go to Carl Markham first. Hi again. Hi. You, you said last week that you didn't want really to be known as as the comeback kings for, for games, for reputation you've got. But I'm just wondering, tomorrow is exactly five years today since that Europa League comeback against Dortmund and obviously the Barcelona one features heavily. Do you use any of that as motivation for your players in the preparation? 
we will see the boys know that some of the players were, were, were involved in these games and um, famous did I say I don't want to be known as the comeback kings uh, yeah I think you, you actually said uh, I'd not like to sit here and say comebacks are our thing <laughs> Yeah, because you cannot take it for granted. So you never, you never could, and you never should. Um, so that's it, pretty much. Yeah, true. So you don't, you don't get a comeback because you did had a comeback in the past. You only can have a, you only have a chance if you play really good football in the present, and that's what we have to do. The best situation would be if you don't bring yourself in a situation that you need a comeback. Uh, but obviously, that, that's not um, worth it, worth to talk about now. But um, the situation is clear. The situation is clear. Um, the, that's why this competition is so interesting, because you have this these rules like um, the away goal counts um, different and all these kind of things, and um, so that makes it really exciting. And um, we will see. Um, and we should not concede. And if we then can create more than we had at Madrid, and that should be not that should be possible, because we didn't have a lot, um, then. We will see what we get in the end, but it's not. I just what I what I actually really mean. We cannot just take um, um, comebacks for granted, especially not without a crowd in the stadium. So, and we have to create our own atmosphere again for this game. And we will we will do. We have. I don't will not do that today or like uh, that. It constantly going off all the boys and and try to tell them whatever kind of stories. No, we have tomorrow a full day, one session in the morning, slight light session, and then um, a full. A day to prepare us from a atmosphere point of view. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Zidane said after beating Barcelona that, that they are physically at the limit of their fitness levels. Do you think that could be a key? Because it's going to be another physical game. You're going to be making a high press on on uh, Madrid. They're at the limit of their physical capabilities after that game against Barcelona. Will that influence the game? First and foremost, I think um, Real Madrid didn't win the competition that often with Zinedine Zidane because they are uh, not experienced. They are pretty experienced, and it's all these are all things. Um, they're already part of the game, so that that we have that they have intense season and they have injuries. That's clear. Everybody can see that. We have the same, so we are on the same level. Nobody has to um, use that for any kind of explanations. Um, so it's just um, late in the season, crazy year with a lot of games and all these kinds of things. But the decisive part of the season is now, and I'm 100% sure. Real Madrid will be 100% ready for this game. And that's what we prepare for, and not for the, the what the team felt five minutes after the Barcelona game, which is obviously a moment when you really feel each bone when it was that intense. So um, they are in a good moment, and that's what we will prepare for. Thank you, Diego. We're, before we just go to Elias next, we're going to go to Juan Ignacio, if you can uh, be ready. But we go to Elias first. I'm not sure which language this is in, Elias, either English or Spanish. Uh, English. You hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yeah. Hi, Jurgen. Um, Hi. What's it going to take tomorrow to get the breakthrough uh, to beat Real Madrid? What do you need to get the breakthrough oh. to beat Real Madrid? To beat Real Madrid, you have to defend Real Madrid on on, on your absolute highest level because their their offensive qualities are incredible, and even that is then really difficult. The first goal they they scored is a good example for it. Um, that's for most of the teams in the world not even half a chance. But um, the pass from Tony Kroos um, 
and the first touch and the finish uh, was um, absolutely incredible. Um, and so, even when you defend them well and, uh, and um, um, deny them a lot of things, then these things are still possible. For the next two goals, we were, our percentage of involvement was too high, um, definitely. So we have to defend Real Madrid on a really high level, and then we have to create ourselves, and that's what we will try. Um, that's it pretty much. I cannot invent any new things just because we are 3-1 down. We will use the usual tools of football, or we'll try at least. Terrific. Uh, we go to one. Ignacio, if you can turn your mute off, and do we need the headphones? Will this be in Spanish or English one? Hello. Hola, Juan. Juan, can you hear us? Huh. No? Okay, we'll come back to we'll come back to him in a second if we can. We'll go to uh, Chris Baskin. And then... uh, hi again. It, it was pr pretty obvious last week that was not the real Liverpool. I mean, is there a sense of pride comes into play with a game like this? You're playing Real Madrid, huge game. You know, even even for one reason other than the final, that wasn't Liverpool the last four years for one reason or another. Is is the real sense that you've got to show yourselves now? That's the plan. That's the plan. But it's uh, look, it's how I said it's all these kind of things in press conference. I have no problem with press conference. The only thing is that there's no, they are not they, the only thing a press conference can be can could be influential is in a negative way that I give some phrases, headlines, whatever. And, and for them, it's absolutely not, I don't like that and don't need, we don't need that. Um, I'm already completely in, in, in the mood for the game. Uh, and that means um, whatever we want in this tie, we have to show tomorrow night on the pitch and not me here or Robbo later in the press conference or whatever. It's all about tomorrow night on the pitch. Um, that's it. Okay, thank you, Chris. Dave Maddock and then Neil Jones. Dave. Uh, Jürgen, from everything uh, you've said, I, I kind of get the impression that you think it, um, if the real Liverpool uh, turns up, and you, 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 I think you used that phrase before, then you do have the tools to beat Real Madrid because, like you said last week, they play in a way which sort of suits you perfectly. So I guess the, qu the question is, um, given the defensive problems that you've had and you've spoken about how important it is to defend well how does the Liverpool the real Liverpool turn up because it seemed last week you were a bit nervous because of the you know the defensive issues and their quality in attack yeah so it's a difference to to watch Real Madrid or to play Real Madrid I have to say so because the quality of um the individual quality of the players is is um, is really is really high. If they obviously want something desperately, what was the case that night? Um, and the what the how I said the first goal was a genius long ball in between two defenders. Really difficult to defend. You are either way in the right spot or not. That's pure luck when you can defend it or in the end not uh, anymore. How it was in our case, but the other two goals we just didn't defend well enough. So. The one goal it was obvious, and the other goal, um, it's not. And it's not about our defensive problems. If we, if they have a throw in, run um, about 15 yards in front of our goal, and they throw the ball there, and there's no challenge until they finish the situation off. That makes absolutely no sense. Um, and that's though that it starts already with that. So we have to change that. Why we were that night not exactly in the shape? Was it were we nervous? Um, 
I, I don't know the, the, the quality and the, 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 was quite impressive in the game, to be honest. But again, you only, you only can um, stop them doing from what they are good at by doing the stuff you are good in on a 100% level. And that's what we didn't do that night. But if you do that, then everything comes to level. And then it's a much more interesting, exciting um, game. And that's the plan for tomorrow night. The plan for us is to try to win the football game. So, and of course, when, when, we, when we drew Real Madrid, nobody thought, oh my God, we shouldn't even try. But of course, we, and when we are really good, then we can beat Real Madrid. But we have to be really good for it. And that's a, that's the plan now for tomorrow night, that we really try exactly that. And if we can win the game, then we will see which result we have. Is the 4-3, doesn't have a lot, would be still a win. Um, if it's a 2-1, it's not enough, but close enough to maybe call a third one. If it's a 2-0, it would be enough. So these kind of things, I don't know in the moment, but what we have to do is pretty clear. And everybody who saw us playing well knows what we have to do in these moments because that's exactly playing like our best selves. Right, uh, Juan, we're going to try you again. We've put you back on mute because we could hear sight right there. If you'd like to unmute and ask your question, and do we need the headphones? Juan? Hola, Jürgen. Yes, please. Hi. Buenas tardes. Hi, Jürgen. Good afternoon. Uh, from Diario Marca. I'd like to ask about Vinicius Jr. Has Vinicius Jr. surprised you with his qualities? Have you... Have you I can hear it now, but I'm probably sorry. You can tell me later. I'm not sure if we can actually. Phil, um, so, gonna try that one more time. Hi. Now I, I think now I hear you. Can yeah. you hear me? Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to ask you about Vinicius Junior. Were you impressed by his performance last week in the game? What have you prepared? Have you made special plans for him tomorrow, given his performance last week? I was impressed, not surprised. Uh, <laughs> an outstanding talent, um, and um, everybody knew it before Real Madrid signed him. But um, since then, uh, it became obviously he became obviously even better, um, and. That's cool. Special plans, yeah. That's unfortunately the case. Um, you saw the, the, the one goal, I think we could have defended the other goal. Our set was just a great, great long ball and then a great first touch and great finish. So, um, yeah, we tried to avoid the passes in his direction, which is uh, a big task, actually. But um, impressed, yes. Surprised, not. Okay. Final, final question to Jürgen Klopp and then Andy Robertson will be in a few minutes' time. Uh, to Neil Jones. Goal, and that concludes this part of the press conference. Hi, again. Uh, just wanted to ask about about Kroos specifically. I mean, he's someone you you've seen close hand in, in coming through at Germany. Could you give an appreciation of him as a player and how difficult is it to to cope with him when he when he plays the way he did in the first leg? Oh, one of the biggest talents in German football for a long, 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 long time. He's a great player since very early. When he was really young, pretty early, signed for Bayern, got a loan for Leverkusen, came back to Bayern, played incredible stuff there, made then a kind of a brave move to um, Real Madrid and it became there one of the most successful club footballers in the world with Germany together, world champion as well in 2014. So obviously quite a uh, successful career so far and not really old. I'm not sure, Tony might be 29, something like that. So <laughs> there's still a lot to come. 
quite a nice person as well, really relaxed um, fella. And um, so it, I didn't, we don't know each other really well, but I appreciate him obviously uh, um, for years already or admire him already for, for years because he's just a, a wonderful football player. Um, yeah, that's it pretty much. So, and his skills um, are obviously, it's like the, I'm not sure if you know Bernd Schuster, but there was another German player who played quite successful in Spain. So similar player, but Tony is probably even the, um, more dynamic, quicker in all the things he's doing. Maybe not a sprinter, but quicker. So uh, a guy who is really difficult to defend because he can change the game from really deep areas. And when he is higher up the pitch, then he is still the, the eye for the for the pass through the gap or for a proper finish from distance. So um, yeah, nice package to be honest. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. In the history of big nights, big comebacks at Anfield, how do you feel about the opportunity you have to progress tomorrow night? Yeah, look, we're still, we're still in the competition. Um, you know, maybe not many give us hope, but, um, you know, we, we believe we can put in a better performance than, um, you know, last week. Um, and that's, that's the only way that gives us a fighting chance. Um, you know, we we need to be better at everything we do um, tomorrow night. We need to put pressure on a unbelievable, experienced team um, and try and make it uncomfortable for them. And and if we can do that, and if the chances can fault us and we can take them, then you know, let's see where it takes us. You know, it needs to be a, a close to perfect game. We've done it in the past, but you know, we can't rely on that. We need to um, we need to try and create our own atmosphere tomorrow night. Of course, we've not got our fans in there with us and um, it's up to us to create our own atmosphere and create, you know, a Champions League night at Anfield without without the fans. Yeah, I was going to say, with no fans, I mean, you look at that game against Barcelona years ago, how do you replicate a kind of Barcelona night when you haven't got that kind of atmosphere to play in front of? Yeah, look, the, the Barcelona game, look, I don't think it's any secret and I think the manager said it before that, you know, that wouldn't be possible without, you know, the fans. The fans made us feel 10 feet tall. They made us, you know, believe even more so. You know, in that changing room before that game, we we believed we could overturn it. But walking out to, you know, 55,000 other people that believed it just gave you that extra, you know, that extra 5, 10%, which makes a huge difference. But tomorrow we need to create that ourselves. Of course, look, our fans are watching at home and they'll be kicking every ball with us. But... You know, we need to try and create that atmosphere in the changing room before we go out and um, and on the pitch. And like I said, we need to be better at everything we do um, in terms of what we did last week. Um, so that's that's got to be the aim. We've got to have no regrets. And at least if we can walk off that pitch, given our absolute all, then um, we can know that we've we've gave no you know we've left nothing on there. And and that's the key. Um, and you know, if we if we get there, then amazing. Uh, and if we don't, then to make it as difficult as we can and and try and get through to the semi-final because we know what's at stake. We know how good this competition is and, um, you know, we want to be a part of it as, as long as we can be. And we also saw your reaction to Trent's winner at the weekend. Um, I wondered if that was as much for Trent as it was for the importance of that goal as well because what have you made of the, the spotlight he's been under recently and how do you guys uh, and you especially kind of help him, help him through that and, and then, obviously, you take great satisfaction when he bounces back like that. Yeah, look, to be honest, uh, 
I'd love to say it was the reaction was for Trent, but I couldn't care less who had scored it. I just wanted the, I just wanted the three points. Um, you know, at the weekend we know it's getting to the point of the season where you know drop points is you know it it just hurts you that bit more in terms of the league positions and and, and things like that. So it was just a huge goal for us. But look, it's for me, it's a sign of you know it's a sign of a world-class player, you know, when world-class players don't perform to the levels that maybe they have done, then people criticise them more, you know, people criticise them more than maybe your normal player or your ordinary player. So for me, you know, I know it's hard for Trent, but you should take it as some sort of compliment. And, um, you know, the fact that so much noise has been made about him and, but look, for me, it's for me and for the teammates and for somebody that's close to him and cares about him, it's just about, trying to keep his confidence at the highest level because when it's like that, then, you know, nobody touches him. And I thought on Saturday, put in a very good performance. Um, I thought against Arsenal, he was excellent. Um, it, of course, they struggled against Madrid in, in midweek, but we all did. Not not one of us played well, but more gets said about Trent's performance than anyone else's. So, look, for me, he'll, you know, he's a strong character. He's always been that since he's been a young age and, and that's why he is where he is. Um, that's why he's at the top of the game at a very early age and, um, you know he'll he'll come over all the criticism and um, but look it's just about trying to not let it affect him and and try and do what he does on the pitch because when he does that then you know I don't think anyone can touch him. Okay, we'll go to Thanks, Ian. Be all the best. Thanks. Cheers, Vinny. Uh, we're gonna go to Ian next, and then James from Talk Sports. So, Ian, do you want the next one? Hi, Andy. Um, just in the context of this game now, how important was that win at the weekend against Aston Villa? It was important from a league point of view, but the fact that it was at Anfield and this game that you have to turn around is, is also obviously at Anfield in the context of the run that you've had at home. Yeah, look, our run at home has is, is not been good enough since the since Boxing Day. Um, you know, in terms of the points that we've dropped, the defeats that we've, we've came to, is, you know, it's simply not been good enough. And to then get our first win of the the new year there, it always makes a it always makes a difference. Um, and it you know then you know when you walk on that pitch tomorrow, you've got you know good feelings instead of you know negative ones, which have maybe been the case the last you know the last couple of weeks with the performances and the results we've had here. But you know we'll go into tomorrow full of confidence. We've got nothing to lose. Of course, Real Madrid are hot favourites, and so they should be with the aggregate they've got. But you know, it's up to us to, you know, leave everything on the pitch, um, give a better performance than we did last week and, and give ourselves the best possible chance to progress because, you know, we don't want to give up on our, our chances of getting through and um, we won't do that until the last, you know, whistle has been blown. And um, But we know how hard a task it's going to be and we know we probably need a, a clo- as close to perfect performance as, as, as we can. Andy, we know that a 2-0 victory would suffice tomorrow night. How does the state of the tie affect the way you approach the game? Or do you almost need to approach it like it's nil-nil, try and go for the win and then use a bit of game management if you reach the, the latter stage of the game and you still have the opportunity of, of qualifying? Yeah, look, I think it's important that we just, you know, go into the game as a as a normal game. Look, we, we go into every game looking to win. Um, so like you said, we need to play our own game, play a normal game, put them under pressure and and try and win the game. That's always that's always a aim whether, you know, it's an aggregate two legged or whether it's just a league game. That's you know, being being at Liverpool, you've got pressure to win every game. So 
No, that'll be that'll be them. We'll go into the game trying to cause them problems, trying to take chances when they when they falters. And um, you know, like you said, if we if we do that and and in the later stages, let's see where we're at. But hopefully, we're in the lead and we know exactly what we have to do because you know it's important to try and keep a clean sheet as well. We need to be defensively on you know the highest the highest mark as well and um, as well as going forward. So. Like when the chances falters, we need to try and take them, and you know we need to try and keep their chances to a bare minimum, um, and we need to have an all-round top performance, and and that's what we'll be working towards over the next twenty-four hours, and and trying to get us in the best possible shape to do that, and um, you know, like I said, fingers crossed that will be enough on the night, but we know we're playing against a, a European giant, a giant that's so good at this competition, and and they'll obviously have their own game plan, but we need to make it as difficult as we can for them. Okay, Carl, do you want to go next, please? Yeah, sure. Hi, Andy. Hi, mate. I'm uh, just wondering, um, what was the overriding emotion coming off the field last week at, at, against Madrid, and what motivation can you use that for going into tomorrow? Look, it was one of disappointment. Of course it was. I don't think anyone had away from that in terms of, you know, post-match interviews and things like that. You know, the performance wasn't, wasn't on the level that... Um, you know it should be um we gave away three cheap goals that you know probably could have been avoided and look we got an away goal which is probably the only bonus of that night um you know obviously getting that goal um with Mo was um was big and it made it 2-1 which wouldn't have been the worst but then we go and concede another you know poor goal from our point of view up the other end so look we've gave you know it was disappointment walking off the pitch but we've gave ourselves you know, a chance. We're still in the tie. We're still in the competition, and it's up to us to try and use that to try and stay in the competition. It's going to be tough. Like I said, people, you know, have maybe written us off. People will think Real Madrid will go through, and um, it's up to us to try and try and change that and try and be um, be as positive as we can be and, and put in a performance that can cause them problems. And um, we need we need it, like I said, as close to perfect performance as we can. And and if we do that, then. I believe it gives us a chance. Okay, we'll just take the last four questions here. So, Juliet, do you want the first one, please? Um, hi, Andy. I was just thinking, I, I was at Manchester City when Real Madrid came in after restart and played that game. And you talk about creating the atmosphere. I was just wondering, I thought, as long as it's safe, everybody who was involved that night off the pitch was like behind the home dugout. And it created so much noise. And is that the kind of noise that you would need to try and progress through to beat Real Madrid? And would that help? Yeah, look, I'm not sure if it will help, but if it helped Man City, then, you know, I think I remember watching that game actually, and obviously they, they got through pretty comfortably. So, um, but look, it's up to us to create our own atmosphere, you know, on the pitch. We need to be able to be, you know, as high intensity as, as high as everything that, that we can be. Um, it's the quarterfinal of the Champions League. There's no, you know, there's nobody more than me that would love 55,000 Liverpool fans in that stadium tomorrow night, but it's not possible. But, you know, it shouldn't take much for us to get up for a quarterfinal of a Champions League. And it won't. You know, the lads are motivated. The lads are determined to, to try and progress. And, um, but, you know, you obviously come up against a very good team and you come up against, uh, um, you know, a really experienced team that have been there and done it before and, and they're obviously as determined as us as well. But it's up to us to try and put in a better performance than last, last week and, 
and prove that you know we're a good team and, and that we can cause them problems and if we do that then um, I believe we can win the game and whether it's enough then it's enough but look if everyone in the stadium wants to gather behind the dugout then you know be my guest and um, if it creates a better atmosphere then um, you know so be it Okay guys the final three here we'll go Chris, Dom and then Diego so Chris do you want the first one please? Hi Andy just if you take your mind back what would you say was more Dalton having to try and beat Barca 4-0 with a full crowd or Real 2-0 with no crowd or are they both equal in their own way? <laughs> look they're both they're both as hard as you know they're both different but you know, the same in their own way. You know, Barcelona that night, um, you know, was obviously an incredible night and it wouldn't have been possible without the 55,000 fans in there. That's that's a fact, you know, the way, you know, the noise they made at the start, the noise they made when we scored the first and it just carried on and it got louder and louder as the night went on. And unfortunately, tomorrow night we won't have that. But, you know, we're, get, we're coming up against the team that's the most experienced in this tournament, you know, won it the most times, in the in the short history and the long history, they're they're a fantastic team full of quality, and it's um, you know it's it's a big task for us. It's it's not the same as the Barcelona game, and you know we can't rely the fact that you know we came back from that game that we're going to come back from this one. It's a huge task in front of us, but you know we we believe that we can we believe that we can win the game. We believe we can win any game, and like I said, if we do that, it gives us a fighting chance, and and let's see if it is enough on the night and you know fingers crossed that it will be but that's got to be our aim we've got to aim to win the game first and foremost and and once we do that then um you know let's see what the aggregate score is and let's see what we need to do but um our determination is to take our chances to keep a clean sheet and and hopefully make it as uncomfortable a night for them as possible okay Dom Andy um incentives are a big thing in football um just looking at it, obviously you want to stay in this competition for as long as you possibly can, but there's also the possibility that you might not be in it next season. So there's a sort of extra extra incentive for you to try and stay in this one for as long as you can and go all the way. Is, is that something that's in your mind? To be honest, no. Um, for for us, there's a chance to win, you know, the biggest trophy in European football, and you know that's all we're going for. We're a we're a team. We're a squad. We're Everything connected to this club just now is a team that, you know, luckily we've had a bit of success in the last couple of years and, and we want to continue that. We want to not just rest on winning the trophies that we've already won. We want to win more and um, that's our that's our motivation. That's our determination. You know, the the top four race and everything like that will, will take care of itself. You know, we need to, you know, keep going in the league and keep trying to pick up points and, and hopefully the teams above us drop points. That's, that's, of course, you know, we need to do that. But... For us, it's, um, you know, tomorrow night's just all about progressing to the semi-final because we've never looked too far ahead. We're still a long, long way off the final and and even that becoming a possibility. So all I'm worried about is trying to get into the semi-final of the Champions League because I know how special they can be. And, you know, we want to be a part of this tournament. We want to try and, you know, get through to the next round. And that's that's all our determination. But like I said previously, you know, unfortunately, we're coming up against one of the most experienced teams at it. And, their determination is the exact same, so we need to be at our best, and we need to hope that um, we can take we can take any chances given to us tomorrow night. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.